the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome, Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Training Group, and our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com, and it is Tuesday, just another another crazy, I'm reading all kinds of things uh, about uh, problems at the ports and and uh, truckers are like, we're not the problem. There's no truck driver shortage. We're sitting here. We're waiting hours and hours and hours to get to get a load. And sometimes they don't even get loads. And uh, just a huge mess. And pretty much, really, uh, you can point the problem at government. It's a common theme. Uh, it's gotten way too big. It's gotten ridiculous. Uh, the The... The beauty of this this COVID crisis, for lack of a better term, is that it's allowed these people that have always believed that more government is the answer to just go crazy. Uh, Chicago today, another great example. Now, we know Chicago's broke. I mean, beyond broke. Illinois, beyond broke. They got hundreds of billions of dollars to shore up some of their pension systems in all of this. Nobody knew that. Why? But now they've got this money, and this is what they do with it. So you think about, you know, how bad the financial situation is in, is in, a, in a place like Chicago, and then, you, and then you run across things that, hey, you know, I don't know. You know, and, I, and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, you know, hey, maybe Chicago may want to leave that money uh, in the bank account to, to pay some bills, you know, maybe pay some debt down. Oh, no, 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 that's not what they want to do at all. Instead, what they're going to do is create the largest guaranteed basic income program the country has seen yet giving 5,000 low-income households $500 a month each from, from the federal funding from the pandemic stimulus package that the money they received from the federal government. And, Jason, this is our tax dollars at work. That's right, Joe. That's right. And, uh, you know, you were talking about the truckers. Uh Interesting fact is they're they're gonna they're gonna change that. It seems like we could use some more truckers right now, right? Get, keep, get things moving, right? Right. Well, in February of 2022, they're gonna make uh, new truck drivers uh, a little harder. It's gonna make it a little harder. So, so to become a truck driver, the standards will be easier, but the cost to do it will be massively more expensive. And all the truck driving schools uh, have to go through all this rigid regulations. And uh, making it so that the the independent truck driver and the small truck driving companies are going to have a lot harder time doing business starting in February, Joe. Well, you know what's so funny is, I'm so, I'm so glad you brought that up. Because 
at the ports in California. Part of the problem is the small independent truckers. You know, the guys, they own their own truck. Yep. Right? They don't want to be, uh, you know, beholden to the big company. Hey, I'll, I'll own my own truck. And they get paid by the load. Right? Hey, I don't get paid until I deliver a load. They're like, we don't want to go to the port. Because we just sit there for hours and hours. They say that it takes up to six hours to even get a load. And some days I'll sit there and once the port uh, has, and it's, it's a, again, a government, right? Yep. Well, we've got too many containers here. Shut it down. And there's nobody there to actually put the containers on the trucks anymore, and they don't even get loads. So, again, uh, just all of these examples. But I just uh, find it incredible. The Chicago City Council, 5,000 people, $500 a month. Here's what they just said. Guess what? $500 a month is worthless. Might as well light that money on fire. And we wonder why we have such a huge problem here. And, and we know how these programs work. Listen, food stamps is a similar program. Hey, based on need. And I'm not, listen, I'm not saying, hey, you know what, all these people on food stamps are bad people, this, that. No, I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is this is a program that started in the late 60s that had 2 million people in it. They get, you know, let's call it what it is, free money. We now have almost 50 million people getting it. Matter of fact, they just had to get the biggest increase ever in the history of the program to keep up with the inflation. And this is all that it does. Now, now, now again, what do you think is going to happen? When these people have this, listen, they're going to spend it. And, and, of course, the problem is, what is it going to buy? And that's the thing that always happens. It doesn't buy anything, Jason. It's a vicious cycle. You know, you, you have the inflation, which makes things more expensive. You pay more money out in government programs, which then makes it more expensive for the government to do its business. And then the, it just keeps on as a, as a circle. Just it gets, you know, that, This is why yeah, hyperinflation is a real thing. Uh, it's a vicious cycle that gets out of control, Joe. It's, it's what happens when a Ponzi scheme uh, dies. Yeah, absolutely right, and uh, it's actually picking up speed. Incredible. Uh, Apparently, they got $2 billion to give out to all these people. Now, of course, let's face it, the other part of the program, just administer the program. I wonder what that even costs, right? It's a radio news hour. I know, something a little to brighten up your day today. We'll be back right after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five times you. I don't mean to laugh. Patriot Radio News Hour. Oh man! Now it's uh, dairy cows today, Jason. Uh, the plunging pace of dairy herds. Uh, the biggest drop in herds in over a decade. As the nation's dairy farmers saying, it's simply cost too much. 
keep the cows alive. And they said, expect higher milk and dairy prices uh, as uh, they said, like uh, as an example, corn futures up 30%. One of the main things, they, you know, when they feed cows, feeding the cows, they said that the U.S. herd just in the, what I'd call the third quarter of this year, June to September, the herd, dairy herd shrank by 85,000 cows. Uh, that is the biggest drop in cows since 2009. Uh, lower milk production, saying that dairy price prices are going to be set to be moving higher. Uh, so, again, Jason, I don't know how the, all of this ends. But, you know, when we sit here and we talk about, you know, inflation and transitory, non-transitory, uh, when farmers decide or ranchers decide, hey, the best thing for me to do is make less. Now, I don't, I, I'm not the smartest guy, and I didn't go to Harvard. But I did take economics. Right? Economics 101, supply and demand. We've got demand. We know demand is high, and the reason why we know it's high, the government keeps handing people money. But now the supply is falling off the cliff. Jason, what do they expect is going to happen? I think I have a theory on this, and uh, it's all about processing. Anytime you have to put something through a process, it costs more. So when you have everything costing more because of inflation, one of the things you do is, well, let's cut costs. I'll bet there's just as many milk cows as ever been, maybe even more. But I'm guessing, Joe, it's probably a lot cheaper to grow them and kill them than it is to grow them and, and produce milk out of them. That's what I'm guessing is happening. They need more meat. Could be, right? Could be. Hey, I've got a better deal. The meat packer needs more cows. I got some cows. Uh, who knows? I, I I don't know. I don't. I'm not a dairy farmer. Uh, but but again, all as I know is when you start having mass slaughters like this, we know what the end game means. And the end game means uh, higher prices. Uh, the most, one of the most common ingredients in a lot of food is edible oil, palm oil. Uh, the uh, production in Malaysia is the, the one of the biggest places apparently where this is made. You know the funny thing about this too is we're learning where all this stuff is made. Right, yeah. we're starting to find out where all of this stuff is made, and they're saying that it's the this is Malaysia now, the worst ever labor labor shortage in the second biggest grower of palm oil. They said that uh, the Palm Oil Association, which you know who knew that uh, that actually existed. That they say that inventories have fallen to the lowest annual volume in years. And this is one of those things, especially I think with plant-based foods, that this is supposed to be uh, going higher and higher. Uh, Canada, by the way, is the other top producer. And now they're saying that soy, uh, soy oil is the highest levels in almost two decades. And now they, they say, and again, all these workers, lack of skilled harvesters is causing another problem. 
where product is actually rotting on the trees. Where are all these workers? I got a pretty good idea. They're sitting at home collecting checks from the government instead of going out there and 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 uh, making money. And again, and, and now Chicago, hey, here you go. Here's another 500 bucks. Hey, you know what? Oh, no problem. Here, here's some more money and some more money. And oh, by the way, we've got record amount of trucks sitting at the port. I've got, I don't know, but i got a funny feeling. If you took the, the government, the state of California and all of its regulations and the federal government and all of its regulations and got rid of it and just said, get these trucks and get these cargo ships and get these containers the heck out of here, Jason, you think we can make it happen? I mean, it we be, are the United States. It would be a lot better for sure, for sure. And, and you know, and, and palm oil is, is, is a group of vegetable oils that are used for, as preservatives. So, for example, you're, uh, I, I, I actually do the old-fashioned stir the oil in peanut butter because it's, it's the best kind to eat. But most of them have palm oil in. They put the palm oil in and stir it, and you don't have to stir it anymore. So these sunflower, sunflower, olive oils, all these, these uh, preservative oils, if, if they're going to have trouble producing them, that means less choices on the shelves pretty soon, Joe, because they, they won't be able to preserve the stuff that's on the shelf. It's going to be less choices. And then the, my, my favorite one. You know, we, we've been talking about all of these vaccine vaccine mandates. Uh, the CDC director, Rochelle Walensky, if I'm pronouncing that properly, was on Fox News saying that they are planning to force. And I, I don't want to. I don't know what the I want to use the word force or not because they didn't use that word. But they're going to provide vaccine-hesitant police and government workers with education and counseling. Oh, no. Uh, education camps, Joe. You, you just heard that, right? And I didn't want to say it that way, but isn't that what that is? They go on all the time, Joe. It's just they, they always have, you know, you got to just change what, 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 what the uh, verbiage is, right? It's, it's not an education camp. That's a learning center. Right. We just, <laughs> hey, tell you what. Tell you what, Sergeant. Why don't you just show up here on, on Monday, and then uh, we're going to sit you down in the classroom here, and we're just going to have a little talk with you. And guess what? You can show up again on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. Matter of fact, you can just come here until you decide to do what we'd like you to do. Yeah, boy, that sounds like 1984, you know, thought crimes, Joe, thought crimes. we got to stop this, this independent thought. That's, that's not good for this country and the world. And, and, and people haven't figured it out again. Haven't you figured it out yet? Don't you understand what the problem is? really is are you are you telling me this is this is what i i I'm, I'm sitting there watching this you're telling me we can't get these ships unloaded really that's what you're telling me here in the united states we can't get those ships unloaded and and again what do you hear from the mainstream oh there's a trucker shortage yet they interviewed that you know what i'll give yahoo which i didn't even really know they had a news division but yahoo finance actually sent somebody to the port. 
And they actually started talking to the truckers. And the truckers are like, listen, there's no shortage of truckers. Look at all of us. We're sitting here waiting for them to put a load on our truck. But because of the rules, apparently they can't do it. Then they actually talk to a longshoreman. Now, the longshoreman didn't want to go on record, which I can understand that. But he said, we're willing to work. They got all these rules that tell us, hey, you can't do this and you can't do that, so we can't put the we can't put the cargo container on the truck. I mean, it's the craziest thing we've ever heard. And I'm starting to sit here and I'm starting to listen to Jason make more sense about hey, this whole thing is just a planned whole this whole thing's just planned. False scarcity, Joe. That's how the uh, the Federal Reserve does it. False scarcity. You know, and, and again, weak leader. Weak leader. Why do I have this feeling that if, if, and again, I want to go into the whole politics, this, that, the other, but Donald Trump was president. Why do I believe there would be less ships at the port? Now, would there still be, I I don't want to say there wouldn't be any or things like that. But again, remember, Biden came out, remember, just last week, oh, I've got this plan for the port. Yeah. I talked to UPS and FedEx and Kroger and Walmart, and we're going to fix it. What's changed? Well, the only thing that's changed is there's even more ships out there. Nothing's changed. And, and again, uh, it just shows the inability of government, period. We've got way too much of it. We keep getting more of it. Uh, and, and now we've got uh, places, you know, yesterday, who was it? Uh, was it P&G we were talking about? Now Kimberly Clark saying it's got to raise prices. Unilever said it. Procter & Gamble said it. Now Kimberly Clark, let me tell you what, what Kimberly Clark is saying. They, they like to make, by the way, I did not know this, but they like to make 33%. I would love those margins, Jason. <laughs> 33%? Well, they're, they're, they're saying that their margins are under pressure and that uh, their earnings, uh, their their margins were down to 29%. And they said that, hey, we haven't done a good enough job. And now here, here was their CEO. We, we expect to fully offset inflation with both pricing and cost reductions. Now, what does cost reduction mean in the what I'll call the drugstore supermarket packaging industry? That just means, you know what, yeah, we're going to put a few less chips in the bag, right? We're going to put a few less macaronis in the mac and cheese. We're going we're gonna to take out a couple of diapers in the package, right? So we're going to raise price, and we're going to shrink the, the, the size of the products, Jason. Yeah, that's, that's the way it works, Joe. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I try to eat a really good diet, Joe, but uh, uh, so, so the, some of the foods I buy are a little more expensive. And uh, I've noticed that the bags are finally, on some of the stuff I'm buying, is getting smaller and, and the bags are fuller. But 
I'm paying like you know, some of this stuff is just ridiculous. Uh, seven, six, seven dollars a bag for like a, a bag of healthier potato chips sort of thing. So, <laughs> mess, messing with the amounts, messing with the amounts is is a classic yeah, I, uh, indication of inflation. Always a classic. Uh, how about home prices? We we got new home price data out today. Now, Case Schiller said that pro home price growth in the 20 largest cities slowed yeah, that makes sense. from 20% year over year to 19.66%. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, stop the presses. Uh, and I, I know, I, listen, I only laugh about it because, you know, this, the Fed still says home inflation is 3%. And that was just for one month. They, they've been saying 2.4% for most of the year. Uh, but the National Home Price Index, so there's two different ones. You've got the 20-city composite, the Home Price Index. That index actually rose from 19.75% to 19.85%. But here's the part that really, uh, by the way, Phoenix led the way. Phoenix, San Diego, Tampa were the highest year-over-year -year gains. Phoenix home prices up 33.3%. This is what happens when the investors come in. San Diego and Tampa with 25-plus. When we get back, I'm going to give you the new average cost for a new home. You won't believe it. Well, you probably will. Don't touch that up. 800-951-0592. We had new home sales out today. Uh, after a, a pullback in August, home sales jumped, new homes jumped 14% in September. Uh, before we get too excited about that, that is still down 18% year over year. And that was COVID, really. I mean, well, I guess, uh, uh, you know, the first year of COVID was last year. So new home sales still down 20, well, not 20%, call it 18%. And here's what's crazy. Because you would think home builders would be building them as fast as they could. Something just doesn't quite add up here. So sales are down 18%. The median new home price has risen 19%. So you're like, wait a minute. Prices are up 19%, yet you're building 18% less houses? By the way, the median average for a new home now $409,000. The average price, right? That's when uh, probably a little more accurate number $451,000 now, Jason. Uh, Pulte uh, missed estimates saying that uh, they backlog of contracts, saying that uh, the slow sales is due to production issues, Jason. So the home builders are saying, hey, we still we just can't finish building the houses. 
and the ones that are finishing them are cutting all kinds of corners and doing everything they can to to <laughs> to make it work. Joe, in my neighborhood uh, where I bought a house last year, uh, they were building kind of average speed. I, it, it seemed normal, but then right as uh, February started this year, they went in a berserk building spree. It just they were just guys are out there at eight o'clock at night building houses. There was guys on Sundays building houses. It's still going on at that pace, but the choices of colors the extras on the houses all these all this stuff is is gone away to make them cheaper and faster uh the the base price went up 150,000 just to get into the place uh it just it's insane joe and it's uh you know you lose choices and the price goes up uh it's it's, it's a scary it's a scary situation i mean wh- where's it going it really it really seems like a housing crash is coming with the market crash that's what it seems like i i don't know if it'll happen i don't know either it, it's so hard to really understand and we're sitting there and we're like well wait a minute if existing homes if their prices are up 20 percent new home prices they're saying are up 19 percent okay so let's let's just say homes are up 20 percent rents what number do you want to pick right uh bloomberg has a, a rent survey that they track with uh, the largest renters of apartments and things of that nature. They say rents are up 16%. I'll tell you right now, in Phoenix, they're up way more than that. But, again, uh, somehow, some way, uh, this isn't trickling into uh, the inflation numbers because of the, the Fed's adjustments. But now we're all worried. We've been talking about oil. Saudi Aramco came out today saying, hey, listen, the problem isn't us. They say that oil production is dropping quickly around the world and that companies need to invest more money in oil. And I've been telling you this for how long now? This whole new green energy thing, nobody wants to invest in new oil projects. And now, all of a sudden, in Cushing, Oklahoma, just to, just to give you a feel for where we're at, because we got the report tomorrow. We'll see what happens. But the spare capacity, we've been talking a lot about spare capacity, haven't we? Everything's at all-time lows, right? We talk about uh, meat in deep freeze, all-time lows, right? We talk about cotton all-time lows, uh, magnesium and aluminum and copper and, you know, just list them all. There's no extra out there. And now they're saying in Cushing, Oklahoma, by the way, Cushing, Oklahoma, for, for people that don't know, uh, that is where we warehouse our, our oil stocks. It's not the only place, but it's, it is by far the biggest. You know, and you just picture, uh, and why Oklahoma, well, I imagine because the ground's nice and flat, right? And you just build those big, huge, uh, white containers. And I say they're white, I'm assuming because they're white here, that they're white everywhere. And they're filled with oil. The storage, the amount of oil in storage is at the lowest levels and getting ready to take out the all-time record lows, but they said right now, oil supplies in Cushing, Oklahoma, oil prices should really probably be 
$100 a barrel instead of $84 a barrel, Jason? Supply and demand, Joe. I mean, that's that's what we talk about every day. So, uh, yeah. Not having oil storage is is, is, is very concerning because that's that's an, a major energy that everybody uses every day. So that's 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 why those guys are placing those two hundred dollar bets, I guess, Joe. Well, listen, and I want people to understand. So there's different types of oil. What's in Cushing, Oklahoma, is is a is a uh, what they call a lighter oil. Okay, where uh, say like Canada's tar pits, as an example. That's a really heavy oil. I think they call that sour oil. But this lighter oil, all of our, uh, the I don't want to say all of our refiners, the vast majority of our refiners can only refine this particular oil. And, and what people don't know and we're finding out is, hey, there's a lot of things that they use oil for we know this uh fertilizer that's all petroleum based uh even things like natural gas and and the price of uh of hydrogen and things of this nature plastics and they're saying hey it's not like we can go buy oil from saudi arabia and it's just like saudi aramco came out and listen we're not the problem right you can't just go out and buy our oil and I'll have it be refined at all of the refineries, at least here in the United States. And, of course, that means, you know, you just start looking at, well, we can't produce plastics, we can't produce uh, fertilizers, and we can't produce all of these other things out there, Jason. And it becomes a huge problem. And I think we're going to see, uh, again, I think we're going to see prices a lot higher than $100 a barrel. And, uh, again, once again, who can we point to? Government, right? Regulations just got rid of it. Pizza Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. And, again, I... Organized event, perfect storm. Uh, all of these uh, energy companies now have all of these activists on their boards. Uh, we talk about all these electric cars. Remember, and I'm going to say this too, uh, Toyota already begged the Biden administration, hey, don't force us to have all of our cars electric, or mo- the vast majority of them be electric by 2030. It's actually not possible. Not possible. Don't make us spend because you know, got to remember that, that costs money. Hey, we got to retool. We got to retool all of our plants and retool all this stuff. There's not enough supply for what is needed to actually do this, and yet. What do we do, Jason? What is the government? Ah, oh, no, we're doing it anyway. And this is what's happening in crude oil right now. I'll use Colorado as a great example. Colorado had a booming oil industry there, uh, and now it's pretty much gone, isn't it, Jason? 
Yeah, pretty much, <clears throat> Joe. And, and I don't know what's, you know, no one knows exactly what's going on, but there are some big players with some big plans. You hear this thing, uh, the Great Reset. It just makes me wonder, Joe, if, if uh, you know, we know Rockefeller is one of the original Federal Reserve bankers, and it was Standard Oil that he was, you know, that's where all the monopoly laws came in. It just makes me wonder if we are going to move out of an oil-based uh, energy society into something different. Because, and if we do that, it's it's not going to be our choice. They're going to choose it for us. You know, what if oil goes to four hundred dollars a barrel? It just becomes too expensive to use. Then suddenly, all these other alternatives become possible. And and the Rockefeller Institute's also the one that runs the medical industry. So, if someone's like, "Hey, we're going to t- we're going to stop using oil," and the Rockefellers got to be like, "Well." I make a lot of money on oil. This is the, this is the industry we fostered. How are you going to compensate me? Well, why don't we just make everyone get vaccines every year? That'll 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 shore up some of your profits. I mean, we don't know, Joe. These are some speculation, but this, these are the kinds of things that are going on when they use the term "build back better" and "great reset," Joe. Yeah, and again, the the I guess the build back better and human infrastructure. Uh, there's two things that seem to be abundantly clear here. Wherever we're headed, more people need handouts. Everything is getting way more expensive. I mean, uh, you used to be, at least when I was growing up, you'd kind of make fun of communist countries because they only had, you know, one pair of shoes on the shelf. And then uh, at the super, you'd see uh, supermarket shelves that were empty and, and, and didn't have any any products. You know, if you wanted meat today, well, this is the meat you're getting. We're making today's hamburger day. You're only getting hamburger today, right? And, and tomorrow's chicken day, or whatever it may be. And 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 we're not there yet, Jason. But it sure seems like this is where we're headed. And that really, when we're looking at it, they're regulating it right out of business. They're trying, you know, the uh, the independent trucker. That's a dying breed. Yep. They they, yep. they can't make it. The rules and the regulations uh, are far too great, right? And I could just imagine at the port, oh, Walmart truckers, you go to the front of the line, right? You know, yep. that kind of a thing. And and it's just amazing to me. And all all the handouts and 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 again. Uh, today, it's the latest. It's not the first, the second, the third. They just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And, you know, the city of Chicago now, hey, 5,000 people going to get 500 bucks a month. Where does it end, Jason? Yeah, I don't know. And, and it really seems like it's uh, being unfairly pushed against us. I mean, it's false scarcity. I, I swear it's false scarcity because uh, here, here's the government and the Fed, and they're going to print up a bunch of money and give it out. Well, if I was China and I'm the one selling the stuff, I'm like, well, let's just start producing like crazy. We want that. And they start sending huge amounts of ships over there. Well, if you're getting ready for a massive reset or let's just say a market crash so they can buy up things pennies on the dollar, well, you can't have China's economic engine just go into high gear and produce a bunch of stuff to soak up all this money. You have to have false scarcity. You have to have uh, emergencies in markets. So, Bang. Oh, their electricity goes out. They have to stop producing, Joe. It sure seems like that there's a, pur- a, a purposeful event of false scarcity uh, to move whatever, the society and the world in a, in a certain direction. It stinks because there should be no shortages. It's ridiculous. Yeah, defund the police. And now, oh, if you don't get vaccinated, you're out, right? I mean, uh, already 
uh, there's not enough police. By the way, I just and I forgot to mention this: the Black Caucus in Chicago voted against the $500 checks and asked the mayor instead to put the to put it into more law enforcement. Right. So think about that. And the mayor's like, nah, nah. We don't want that, right? We're just going to give handouts to people. We don't need the police. It's it's crazy. Uh, San Francisco, right? Stores closing left and right because they won't prosecute shoplifters. Uh, it's it just all of this just, just seem. Uh, I don't even know. It just how did this happen? In the future, they may not have to prosecute shoplifters. They may eliminate the problem altogether, Joe. This, we're moving very quickly towards half-empty cup of Joe. But, but uh, I, you know, the end of police and the end of cashiers and the end of of uh, shoplifting. These are things that, if uh, depending on where where these vaccines are, are, you know, the new technologies that are possibly being introduced, Joe. You know, it's a you know, the great reset. You know, build back better, Joe. Build back better. Uh, we'll try to get better here in the final segment. I kind of doubt it, though. Patriot Radio <laughs> News Hour, final segment coming up. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Gold's down fifteen. Uh, not a lot of news. I, you know, I guess uh, uh, Keisha, the, the big drop in home prices, which was what, what the one tenth of one hundredth of a percent. Uh, but seventeen ninety. Uh, silver's at twenty four dollars right now. Uh, I do have some twenties. I do have some 20s, and, and I love the price today. So a night, we got uh, gold down 15, but you're going to save 25 bucks from yesterday's price. Uh, $20 gold pieces today. And hold on, i got to get all my sheets. Yeah, $21.25. Uh, so that's $25 off, $21.25. Uh, and I know that's $2,125. Uh, I got another opportunity on some 10th ounce today. Uh, so uh, uh, the one tenth ounce uh, gold pieces today, two hundred and forty five dollars on uh, one tenth ounce American gold eagles, and uh, that's that's a nice savings as well. Uh, that's fifteen dollars off on a tenth ounce today, Jason. Yeah, I think you were selling those for a higher price recently, and gold was at a lower price. So I think yeah, <laughs> two forty-five yeah. on ten thousand gold is is an outstanding price, Joe. I got a great opportunity there. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Those are really the the, the two best uh, options. We have the one thing like uh, on the ten ounce gold uh, gold eagles. Uh, Believe it or not, it's cheaper than buying like $5 Liberties, way cheaper than buying $5 Indians today. Uh, so, and that usually doesn't happen and because usually the smaller you go, the more you pay. Uh, so, a good opportunity to, a, a good opportunity on the 10th ounce at $245. Uh, and then, of course, uh, $20 gold pieces at, at $21.25. And then tomorrow, uh, we'll see about these inventory reports and Cushing. 
if things continue to get worse, uh, plan on you know I'm got I'm penciled in four dollar gasoline for Arizona. Uh, I'm getting ready to make it a pen, Jason. Uh, right now, it's still a pencil, but I'm getting ready to get the pen out, depending on what tomorrow does. I, I, I think we'll be blowing past that in the months to come, Joe. That's just until inflation stops, everything will get more expensive. And and when gold and silver, gold and silver, I, I heard this one thing about silver, Joe. What asset out there in this cycle we're in is 50% of its all-time highs? There is no, there's nothing out there that is 50% of its all-time highs. Everything else is at either record highs or near record highs. And that's why silver's disappeared, and it's hard for us to get the specials out there, Joe. It just When silver and gold go, Joe, it's going to go, and it's going to go hard. 800-951-0592. Uh, that's a, you know what? I didn't really even think about it. Yeah, you know, you think about it uh, uh, just below half of its all-time high. Uh, you know, silver's all-time high, 50 bucks. Uh Right now, uh, just over $24. It's uh, ridiculous. It is, it is ridiculous. And you just can't get it. And, and Well, you can't. I shouldn't say that. You can get it. But just not anywhere at a price that remotely resembles $24, Jason. At some point, if the uh, spot doesn't move, we're just going to end up finding it at, at the higher prices. And it'll be selling for $40 an ounce or $45 an ounce because that's just where it should be. Uh, the physical mark will take over at some point, Joe. I mean, you can't have copper and nickel and aluminum, all the record highs, and have gold and silver kind of sitting there, right? Yeah, well, again, I think we, we're, we're, we're just waiting on this. Uh, and, again, the paper guys and their taper, not taper, whatever it's going to be. Patriot Radio News Hour. God bless everybody. Uh, Jason and I are coming back with the half-empty cup of Joe. Don't touch that dial. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.